So you'll like that I texted my mom to be like, hey, Isaac's banned from daycare because they're fascists. And she was like, yeah, I can't watch him. I'm going to Atlantic City. Nice. <laughs> A plus. Like, no. <laughs> That's awesome. I lose on so many levels. <laughs> One, because I need to take time off work now. And two, because I want to be in Atlantic City. Howdy, it's Tuesday, July 25th, 2017, and this is episode 52 of Due for a Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined as always by Craig Stone. What's going on, Craig? I am very excited because we have something to talk about that is exciting and related to Atlantic City and us going to Atlantic City. We should probably jump right into that, right? You want to start with that rather than end with it? Yeah, yes. I, I know uh, you always so like to, to bury the lead, but let's start with it. It's my so, favorite thing. I know. To have me reorganize your meticulously crafted show notes on the fly. When I taught undergrad journalism, lesson one was always bury the lead. <laughs> the most important thing should come at the very end. At the, of the very story. end. Yeah. It keeps people reading the whole way. Yeah. Nah, it's important. We'll, we'll let you listen to the important stuff and then turn us off if you want. Mm, fine. So uh, we have a trip booked, though I think we're uh, still a little bit light on details. Yeah. But Well, we uh, is actually not accurate. You have a trip booked. Uh, I, I have a trip booked. <laughs> I'm in the process. I have so, nothing booked yet. Yeah. So I have uh, Tropicana booked uh, from... Thursday, August 10th through Saturday, August 12th. I say that with the caveat that I don't actually, I'm not positive. I'm actually staying both nights yet, but you should, I have a, I have a hotel both nights anyway. So yeah, we will at the very least both be in Atlantic city. I will say the night of, of Thursday, uh, August 10th. Yeah, so I have not booked anything, bus, hotel, or anything, because my rates are terrible. I had a very brief period where I could have gotten a comped room in the Caesars Forum Tower with our friend Andy as a companion code that disappeared, and then he signed up for the Total Rewards credit card, and I can no longer use his companion code, because now he's platinum, and it rejects it and gives me an error saying that that he's too cool for me, so he has to go in and sign up. Yeah, just if you've like, never never actually signed up with a companion code on Total Rewards, whoever has the higher uh, loyalty level has to actually do it. So if you're gold, you can't have a platinum or a diamond as a companion. Yeah, I mean, my assumption is that they are not trusting their front desk people to actually check the Total Rewards cards in that I don't think I've ever had my total rewards cards checked <laughs> when I've logged in with a with a comp room booked. So Really? I mean, you give uh, them your ID. That's true. Right? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but the companion card, they probably do not check. Yeah, I guess it's if not you, like they if need you have my... T- I, I think, I, I mean, we've done companion cards many times, and I think if you have two people on it, you have to have both people when you're checking in. Yeah, I guess it's been a while since we've done a companion code. I think, I definitely remember in Vegas, they made us wait. They were like, mm-hmm. you're, both, you're not here, like Flamingo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It's been a while, actually, since we've done Companion Code, because typically I'm saving you like a nickel 
on right. your room rates. So if you're getting comped, it's comped with or without me. So there's no reason to add me as a companion code and make both of us saddled with a, a trip or whatever, you know, obligated to play. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> well, I mean, if I'm, if, if I'm a companion uh-huh. and then I go and, you know, barely gamble at all because I'm sick, which mm-hmm. happens, uh, then, it's been known to happen. Yeah. Then I'm on the hotel room as having stayed there. If I don't gamble at all and I'm not on the hotel room, it's like I was never there. Science, Kyle. Think I, about it. I mean, but we know whether or not you are on the hotel room, you're going to come down, play like video poker for 10 minutes, and then never gamble again. <laughs> That's a new, slight, slight exaggeration, <laughs> Kyle. You're going to get your your free play use it and then go directly back upstairs (laughs) and just go to bed yeah uh and just wake up really hungover for like no reason (laughs) at all so i have not booked i because of the rates because they're bad so i'll see what happens uh we also part of the reason i haven't booked also is that we sort of have a moving target with nights with you know, you're not sure if you're going to stay through Saturday. We have right. one friend, one friend who thinks gonna he's going to come, come Thursday. Thursday and another who might come on f- only Friday. So. Right. so we might only need one room both nights total. If neither of them come, we might need two rooms both nights. We might. Yeah, need... that's true. It's... If neither come, you can just stay with me and that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's also it's there's a very slim chance that we would need a third room. No, there's no chance we would need no. a third room. Four is evenly divisible into two. <laughs> oh, I think uh, I have uh, just, I don't think I told you this, but I think I'm in the North Tower, I think, which is newly oh, renovated. Nice. So it should be cool. much nicer than the West. Shitty West Tower, which I have always stayed in the trout. Yeah, cool. Uh, so we're excited to have a trip booked. Mm-hmm. This is sort of your last hurrah, right? Because you've got yeah, this is, for a while. This is going to be. This is going to be my last trip to Atlantic City until I would say at least... I'd say the absolute earliest to even consider would be like February of 2018 and maybe even later than that. So, wow. Because just so you guys know, when we started the podcast, it was my child. My first was one month old. And do you remember? I think we got out in February of the following year was. That sounds right. Our first trip. So I think. I think that's kind of like the bogey that I would go for is try maybe to do like a February or a March trip next year will be my next time going to Atlantic city. Unfortunately. Yeah. I'll have to, you on the other hand, hold down the fort. Yeah. Make sure we still have some, some AC street cred. Yeah. I don't know that we have any street cred to begin with, (laughs) but you know, I mean, we are the podcast about Atlantic city. That's true. We have some cred somewhere. I don't know if it's street cred. Internet street cred? Sure. Pod, podcast nerd street cred? Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, podcast nerd cred. You can just take out the street part. Yes, that's, that's true. <laughs> so anything else? Should we do a meetup? I think that's a big question. Um, Putting you right on the spot. I don't know. Thursday night seems like a weird night to do it, especially with only like two weeks notice. Yeah, I mean, I think it would have to be... It would, I mean, it's going to be super casual because there's not going to be much notice, but it probably depends on if you're saying Friday night and then we could do something like Friday afternoon. Yeah, I'm probably not going to like really know for a while. So, Okay, so... Yeah, well, it might not be great. When, when are you... So you're not going to come down until like actual Thursday night, though, right? 
I'm sh- I'm hoping to get there in like the three to four range. It may be more like the six range, but mm-hmm. I hope not. Uh, depends on what happens in the next week at work or in the next like yeah, two or three days at work. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. And then mm-hmm. I'm hoping to stay through Saturday, regardless of what anybody else does, just because if I take a bus back Friday night, it's going to be a ridiculous mess getting into the tunnel into New York on a Friday night. So I might as well just wake up early on Saturday and go unless the room costs $400, in which case that really makes no sense at all. (laughs) You will have a room available to you on Friday night if you need it. Uh, Unless there are three of us there, Kyle. Unless Dave comes, but hey, Dave's not coming. So (laughs) Dave, if you're listening to this, you're not coming. Kyle has no faith. (laughs) No. Uh, I'll withhold my statements on my faith. (laughs) So really quickly, anything, you know, if you're staying at TROP, I feel like we have to do Tony's Baltimore Grill, right? Um, yeah, we can. Yeah. Don't you want to check out the two new places that I went my last trip? I do. Aren't you jealous? I am. I think we have to do the Olan Happy Hour required. The Olan Happy Hour was very good. That that would be my recommended. And if we actually stay Friday night, we can do the late night happy hour at Okacha. Yeah, let's do it. Which is only on Friday and Saturday night for some reason. Reason enough to stay Friday night, Kyle. <laughs> I'll do everything I can, I promise. <laughs> uh, I know you're always looking for a reason to stay one less night than normal. Yeah, I know. I see you. Like when we went to Vegas and you stayed, got there like two nights ahead of everybody else and left two and nights And stayed after. like one night after everyone. Yeah. Uh, so a couple quick things that we could do are check out the work on the exterior of the Taj Mahal, which just started. I know how excited you are from about that from our talks in previous I'm episodes. So excited. <laughs> I think right now it seems like they're just removing some of the trim and stuff. It's probably does probably doesn't look all that exciting. I want to see like the the Fallout 5 version of the Taj where it's like missing stuff. Like mid Death Star construction mm-hmm. Taj Mahal. That's what I want to see. Uh and that's not what we're going to see. No. Three weeks from now. So uh, I'll link to an article that talks about the start of that. Uh, Nicholas Huber, Press of Atlantic City article. The other thing, Pier AC, which we talked about, I don't know if it was last episode or a couple episodes ago, has opened with very little fanfare, it seems. I haven't heard anything about it, uh, except it appears that they have hosted dueling pianos and they have plans for two shows by a local reggae band their facebook page seems to be getting about as much action as the ac fan expo's facebook page was the picture that they posted in i can't remember it's late june or early july basically looked like they had set up a bar in the middle of the thing and that was pretty much it and they're just gonna have music there and you can drink at that bar and listen to music and other than that you will not notice any changes on that pier. So I don't know what kind of, you know, crowds it's getting. I'm going to guess not big. Limited. But, uh, you know, as we mentioned, they're looking for locals and we're not locals. So maybe we just haven't heard about it, but there hasn't been much talk about it in social media, the media, their website even still says opening soon, despite advertisements for events that are in the past. So I don't know. If anybody's uh, I, been, let us know. No one's been, correct. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, that closes the chapter on that. 
I mean, uh, we can walk by and check it out. Would do you even want to go though at this point? Do you want to support whatever Bart Blatstein is not doing with the showboat? No, I mean, I want to go. I would walk by and see it. We could it, see it yeah, just yeah, to yeah. gawk, but I don't want to, you know, spend any money there. No. Apparently, there's a pub on Steel Pier. I yeah, at I the end of it, see that. you should check that out. Yeah, I want to. That, that's probably interesting or yeah, really divey and awful, but uh, divey and awesome is that what uh, you said? I said divey and awful, but I meant divey and awesome. <laughs> I, I know what you said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm picturing it as being straight out of like 1925. I'm sure that's not the case, but that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, you feel it's like you have to go through the secret door to get to the the pub. Yeah, or just like no, nothing in it has been updated in yeah, probably more likely. ninety years. But uh, the pier is probably like burned down and been rebuilt in that amount of time. Not up to yeah, date would, on my history. That would be cool. I would, I would do that. Yeah, so I'll stay at the showboat, and it'll just be a really short trip. Mm-hmm. Where I'll just like sneak into the Taj <laughs> and sleep in one of the moldy penthouses, <laughs> and then walk and across. Die of some sort of horrible yeah. infectious. Respiratory disease. Take the sky bridge across the unused sky bridge (laughs) across the steel pier uh, where I breathe my last breath from the black mold. (laughs) Good story. Uh, Anything else about our trip? Yeah, I was going to say anything else we need to talk about about our trip. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, we should probably figure out if we're doing a meetup or not. But we'll we'll just say whether or not we're doing a meetup if you're in the area that that weekend especially that thursday night or kind of friday morning let us know we'd we'd love to meet up with you yeah probably even to, into friday afternoon um yeah yeah if i leave friday it'll probably be like friday at dinner time so yeah so we'll be it's not gonna be a huge are. difference honestly either way because if i stayed until saturday i'm gonna leave saturday morning so yeah but it it makes a difference in your drinking level on saturday well uh, friday too but I mean, I can drink plenty at home on Saturday. <laughs> That's a good point. Actually, I'd say I could drink more on Saturday if I was not driving. On Saturday. Oh, if you got home on Friday? Yes. Interesting. Uh, but it's not the same because you're not... <laughs> it's not the same. You're, the background of your drink needs to be casino carpeting and video poker. Yes. And yeah. Cigarette smoke. That's true, too. It just The drink just feels so much better when it's engulfed in cigarette smoke. Yes. Uh, All right. But we'll have another episode before then. So we'll have a whole trip planning episode, which, you know, not that this episode so far, however many minutes into it we we are, has not been a trip planning episode, but we'll have a real trip planning episode. Just, I, I think this is good just to, I mean, I think that in all of our previous trip planning episodes, it's been the same just to kind of show how haphazard we are about planning our Atlantic city trips. Cause this is pretty par for the course. I think. Well, we've had, we had one where we announced a meetup like months in advance and I was really yeah. proud of us. And then since then, uh, all very, very impromptu, sometimes even requiring someone else to intervene and suggest and yeah, right. a time and place. <laughs> shout shout out to Ed for being our official trip planner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All uh, right. Let's jump into the news. Okay. Get through this. Make it a quick episode. So a, I see here you, you wrote that a, a guy from Brigantine, uh, for those of you who don't know, the island just north of Atlantic City, uh, one uh, only accessible by Atlantic City, right? I think there's another way to get on or off that island. Uh, I'm not sure about that. You may be right, but I don't know. Uh, 
I can I can check that while you're talking about this, but uh, he won the World Series of Poker main event, eight point one million dollars. Yeah, so Scott Blumstein won. Uh, it was like three forty in the morning, I think Vegas time. <laughs> so like six forty in the morning here. Uh, shockingly, I did not stay up to watch it, but uh, he did say that he credited living in New Jersey, playing online in New Jersey against, uh, well, not necessarily against good players online in New Jersey, but just the fact that he's able to see so many hands and, you know, pros who are only playing live poker do not see a lot of hands. It's funny that he would mention that because, you know, 10 years ago or whenever before online poker got Yeah, Black Friday. Yeah. That was six years ago, man. It seems like not that long ago. Oh, I was going to say it was closer to 10. Feels like like a long time ago that I was playing online poker. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, back then it was like everybody... Everybody who they talked about at World Series of Poker was playing, like, thousands upon thousands of hands a day on online poker. And now it's like you've got to be in one of a couple states to play legally. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so that, I mean, it's kind of cool. It's good to have a, a New Jersey person win talking about New Jersey. I doubt that there will be much of a link to Atlantic City or any Atlantic City casinos are going to play this up at all because I don't think poker really resonates too much or draws too many people to the AC casinos, but still cool that it happened and congratulations to him. I'm sure he's it listening. Cool. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I, I do have to say, I think it is a pretty, I think there are things about online play that do make it advantageous beyond just the ability to see a lot more hands. Um, you know, you have the ability to put stuff into like solvers and stuff. Like, I don't know how much you know about like the current state of online poker, but there's a lot of, tools that are available to give you like a lot of in-depth math about your hand and where you were in it and stuff. And it's a lot easier to do that stuff at an online table, like shortly after the hand, or if you're being naughty during the hand and, uh, that you really can't do in a live game. So do you mean that you take that analysis and just from having seen that from so many hands, right? Use it in live poker. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. But basically you can just, it's like a lot of situations that you kind of know the truth about because you can run them through the computer. I mean, you know, just to be clear in case you're not kind of up to date on where the poker world is, it's not perhaps not in, in no limit tournament action, but you know, at least in heads up, it's been proven that the best heads up poker players in the world are not people, but computers. And, you know, there's a lot of situations where the computers are, are just much, much, much better than people at, at figuring out what, what the truth of it, of, of the situation is. So even if people are trying to act erratically and bluffing and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, that's actually an important part of poker. I mean, if you, so if you heard about like the, there was like this big heads up, no limit tournament that was in Pittsburgh against like man versus machine, essentially. But so I think it was it was University of Alberta or something made the the program, which I embarrassingly don't remember the name name of right now. But uh, basically, even like so perfect play from the computer standpoint is not necessarily deterministic. It is, you know, 80 percent of the time doing this, 15 percent of the time doing this and 5 percent of the time doing this. So it's not 100 percent of the time you have to raise here or whatever. Mm. So that is a part like playing quote-unquote erratically is is kind of part of proper poker play and it's built into the ai of this thing 
it is built into the AI, the neural network that, that powered this thing. Mm. Is it gaining sentience and going to destroy us all? Eh. It is Skynet. Maybe. Mm. When the Terminator comes and is beating <laughs> all of us at poker, we'll know why. We'll know why, or chess, yeah. or go, or, you right. know, whatever. So I've now mentioned well, Star Wars and the Terminator. Well, let's see yeah. what other old movie references I can get in in this episode. Poker and Go, I think, are a bit more, you know, they're more AI-driven, per se. Chess was just kind of, it was a bit different, the process of that. But anyway, this is a conversation that no one in the audience cares about. Yeah, you're, so. you're out of my uh, out of my comfort zone, Kyle. Yeah. Should we yeah. talk about Caesars yeah, and Yeah, we should just talk about Pallies and... and Caesars and how they're crappy. <laughs> Upbeat. Yeah, that's that's more right up your alley. So I know that it's something we've talked about quite a bit is is how Pallies and Caesars, well, particularly Pallies, I don't think we've really lodged this complaint too much against Caesars because it tends to actually be pretty nice, I think, uh, that they seem not to be making the capital expenditures that all the other casinos are making. And it turns out that the things we've been saying are actually true and have been borne out by uh, the Department of Gaming. So you can go a bit more into this, but the basic rundown is that the Department of Gaming is claiming that these two properties, which are going through the bankruptcy right now because they're in the arm of Caesars that is going bankrupt, unlike Harris, which is not, uh, these two properties have not been making, like have not been investing in their properties the last few years. And so the Department of Gaming is basically not that happy that, in their eyes they're not doing what they need to do um and essentially you know there's a few things that cet says they're going to do here but it doesn't seem like all that much so yeah you mentioned harrah's they obviously got a pretty big investment in yeah, the, the conference, conference center, center. <laughs> like that's a big investment and in all the waterfront tower rooms or bayview bayview tower rooms uh got renovated as part of that whole conference center plan but like you mentioned, that's not in the arm. Basically, they put all their non-profitable or less profitable entities in the bankrupt mm-hmm. arm, right? Yeah, all their financial shell game that they did. Uh, so right now they have $2 million budgeted for Caesars updates in 2017 and $4.4 million for Bally's, which seems like absolutely nothing. Like, I don't know. At some point, you're just like replacing the carpeting that has cigarette holes in it right and, that, and that's eating which, up which that they did <laughs> uh so 2018 though that number is going up to five million dollars for both properties so don't sleep on 2018 seeing some big improvements but uh yeah really you're not going to see much in the next 18 months just it, it doesn't they don't have that much budgeted uh the new jersey division of gaming enforcement said that in the division's opinion, the projected capital expenditures for 2017 and 2018 would not be sufficient to address past to address past deficiencies and provide a much needed boost to their competitive position. So the DGE feels bad for them, man. It's like, uh, you guys need. It doesn't more. sound like feeling yeah. bad for them. It sounds like they're <laughs> complaining. Right? No, it's a complaint. Um, so, CET uh, Caesar's Entertainment's chief financial officer Eric, I think it's Hessian, but it might be Hessian. I have no idea. Uh, says that they're planning to redo the suites at Caesars and uh, update 100 more rooms at Bally's over the next couple of years. I mean, 100 rooms at Bally's. 100 that's rooms not, does not sound like very much. It's not a lot. 
And there's not a lot of suites at Caesars either. So. Right. I mean, I think the suites in the Ocean Tower. They're all in the Ocean Tower. Yeah, right. definitely in need of, of a refreshing. But uh, yeah, so, it's, a, it's a little disappointing that they're not doing more. I mean, I also feel like Caesars Casino Floor could use some being brought into 2017. But How so? It just looks the same since we started going. It hasn't changed at all since we started going. You could say the same thing about Borgata, though. Yeah, but Borgata started out nice. I don't know. There's something about Caesars that is like the lighting is very like yellow and combined with the colors of the walls and the carpeting, like everything feel has this weird sort of yellow glow to it. But I guess Caesars Vegas does too. So I don't know why I think it's so weird, yeah. but I don't know. it doesn't strike me as weird. I mean, if I was going to complain about just the upkeep of one of those properties, it wouldn't be Caesars. So yeah. I don't know. I think there are a couple of places in on the Caesars Casino floor that feel like dead zones that they need to... Like the entire front of it, yeah, or back of it, depending on yeah. which way. Yeah, directly under the hotel lobby is right. horrendous. Yeah, it's not not my favorite. No. That's, that is bad. That whole area there, kind of heading towards the bus terminal, is not good. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know what else really there is to say about this other than there's not going to be much happening. I mean, what... I don't know what I would like to see as major updates. Like we're fairly happy with the Caesars rooms. They've done, they've redone the, the forum tower. Yeah, I mean, they're so. still not great, but the forum tower rooms, you mean still not yeah, great. C- correct. Right. But I don't know. I guess it's not like they're going to re redo them. Right. <laughs> like they're no, limited. That, that is what they are. And yeah, I mean, that's fine. I mean, every property except for Morgata has lower level room yeah. offerings available. So for the club people, for the club people and yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, and us apparently. Uh I don't know. I mean Bally's I think has way more issues. Like they they need some work on a bunch of rooms, they need work on their elevators, they need even though they did a They need to fix the Park Place casino floor because it's terrible. Even though they redid it like two years ago. They need to I mean, it's re- just, redo it. Is it like a pleasant place for you to be in? No. It's not, right? I mean, it just it looks like, I don't know, like the inside of a really crappy Vegas casino, like a crappy downtown Vegas casino that like, you wouldn't want like to go a, to. a less pink flamingo or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I think, yeah. Less pink flamingo is like a perfect description. I was going to say flamingo, and I was like, yeah, flamingo is like really pink. doesn't really or look like, like that, but that's the vibe is very similar. Yeah. Uh, Only without Margaritaville. But, I mean, we we do still spend a lot of time there. I think we've definitely shifted away from those two properties. I mean, that was the center of our gaming for quite a while. Yeah. No, yeah. we have. I mean, I've certainly, in my last few trips, spent a lot more time away from those two properties than I used to. Though, really, it's it's the brunt of what I've been spending my time away from is Bally's. I mean, I've actually probably go to Caesars about the same as I always have. Yeah, that's that's true. But I mean, we used to spend a lot of time has gone to Almost zero. Yeah. Yeah, and we just, used to spend a lot of time. It's not there. a place I like to be. Yeah, it's not great. They should no. fix it. <laughs> they so, should make it better. So if you're reading this or listening to this, Caesars, fix it. It's my advice. I can be hired for consulting if you reach me, out to me at win at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, hashtag monetization. Yes, hashtag monetization. <laughs> <laughs> this is brilliant. Brilliant uh, marketing. Anything else you want to say about Bellies and Caesars? No. Just, right. It's sad. 
It is sad. I mean, I, you know, Bally's Park Place, it's like, to me, one of the iconic properties in Atlantic City. And I just don't think it's in good shape right now. So Yeah, I mean, even the pictures that they tweet of the tower... Like, they'll be like, oh, another, tower. another great weekend in the books. And they post a tweet of their, like, pink tower mm-hmm. that, like, some of the windows have been replaced with, like, clear windows. So it looks like there's just weird blotches in the pink tower. Like, that doesn't make me want to go there. <laughs> I've never stayed in Valley's Tower. I need to do that. You stayed in the Jubilee Room, right? So you've yeah. been in there? Yeah. Uh, the room was okay. The... Mm-hmm elevator was terrifying the elevator was really bad yeah i don't i don't know i don't know if i'd be up for doing that again so so that's that all right so uh crda has entered into two deals to bring destination events to boardwalk hall and convention center uh there are basically absolutely no there's no information really about these deals except who they're with uh there's a $4 million deal with WME-IMG, uh, who is one of the biggest talent agencies in the entertainment sector, essentially. And they own the UFC. And they made a $3 million deal with Comcast NBC Universal, which we both don't really know what that means. Yeah, I tried to look up what their live events are, and everything was just about like live streaming of... Like the Olympics and other stuff that Comcast owns. I mean, they do some VR stuff for like Live mm. Nation concerts, but that's not going to be a destination no. event, quote unquote. So it's probably so. I mean, it, it's got to be some sporting event that will be shown on those channels, right? That yeah, that's possible. Sure, con- that's, that's a lot of NBC sports related stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what do you want to see out of this? You know, obviously, your ears perk up with UFC, right? Yeah, I mean, that, I think it makes a lot of sense. So I believe that UFC has been to Atlantic City before. They've been to Revel, I'm pretty sure. I'm not 100% on that, but I think they have been. And MMA is actually a pretty pretty decent thing. I think there's a, and I used to know a lot more about this kind of 10 years ago when I was really into the UFC, but I think there's a pretty big, organization called ring of combat based out of Atlantic city that has plenty of, of fights around town. Um, so yeah, I, I think UFC would be cool. I mean, that, you know, boardwalk all obviously an iconic arena. It's, it's just cool to try to hopefully get big live events back there, whatever they may be, whether it be UFC or boxing or anything else. Yeah. So the interesting thing when I originally read this article, I thought, it was just boardwalk hall. And then when I reread it, I saw that it also included the convention center, which sort of makes me wonder if there's, if the NBC universal thing is going to be somehow related to some sort of bigger convention type deal, or maybe the IMG thing is related to a bigger convention thing with, you know, obviously they're a huge stable of, uh, stars, if you will. But, uh, certainly the thing that, I feel like jumps out as making a lot of sense as UFC. So you certainly know more about UFC than I do in that. I know basically only the hot takes that I see on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> and we all know that, I mean, those are hundred percent accurate though. So yeah, I mean, it's the best, you know, everything there is opinion. to know about it. Um, yeah, basically Dana White's a huge jerk and that's all you need to know. <laughs> uh, so my understanding is that UFC used to be like, 
didn't happen that often. And it was like, this is UFC number four. This is UFC number five. And there's like only one event every whatever, like couple months. Mm. Do they have sort of like under? Yes. There's under, a zillion events now. Okay. That was my question. So there's like the numbered UFC events. There's UFC on Fox. There's UFC on whatever FXX or like whatever the Fox FSN, whatever the Fox Fox sports channel. Uh, there's probably other kinds of UFC. I, I admit that I'm not the most up on it now either. Like I said, 10 years ago, I knew everything there was to know about UFC. I've been to many, many UFC fights in Vegas and in other places around the country. So, uh, but yeah, I, I'm, you know, my interest in that has kind of waned over the last five years. So I'm not, not the expert I once was on it. So if they booked a UFC fight at boardwalk hall, would you go I'd, out of your way? I'd, I'd try to go. Assuming it wasn't like the day that your baby was due. I mean, it probably wouldn't be that soon, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quick, I'd try to go. Time. It would be cool. I've never been to boardwalk hall. So I feel like that's something I have to do. I know we talked about it that the one night that there just happened to be some live boxing match in Atlantic city when we were there. And instead we hit a rail flush. Yeah. I would take that trade, although I do want to go to Boardwalk Hall. I mean, it would be great to see boxing at Boardwalk Hall, but apparently that's rare and difficult to do. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, anything else on live events? I don't really have too much else. And we kind of it plowed. looks like there's not too much else on the agenda. Is there any random stuff you want to throw my way? I know you like to, to throw right. a curveball. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not prepared for this. You know, usually my curveballs come at the beginning of the episode, but uh... well, you did flip the episode around on me <laughs> by moving the trip talk to the very start when it was planned for the very end. Yeah. Uh, so here's a question for you. Sure. How much leading up to an Atlantic City trip are you planning out? like what you want to do and thinking about like it would be not even i know that you're not a big planner all right not even like planning out like okay saturday i'm gonna go to the walk and then i'm gonna go to wingcraft like not like specific plans but like oh it'd be cool if i could do this it'd be cool if i could do this like because a big part of the excitement of having a trip is thinking about what you're going to be doing and you know, sometimes work just robs that from you by actually making you do work, which I think has been happening to both of us lately. But yeah. uh, how much how much of the lead up to the trip is like the excitement of like, oh, I'm going to do this stuff? Or is it just like, I'm going to go gamble? Uh, I mean, it's I, I will say over the last few years, um, especially probably since we started our podcast, uh, maybe even slightly before that, there's been perhaps a bit more of like me wanting to do other stuff. I mean, when we first started going or like, at least when I first started going, just, it was just like, I'm going to gamble. This is going to be great. I'm going to go gamble. It's going to be awesome. Uh, it's, you know, still part of that certainly, but it's probably a bit more than, than what it used to be, but still not a whole lot. I mean, I don't have anything in mind for Atlantic city trip that I'm like, I really want to do that. So you're not like getting jazzed up about specific things. You're just getting jazzed up about like Atlantic city, man. Yeah. So for me, the problem that I've always had is I do the opposite. Like I have so much planned out and I'm like, I could do this, 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 this. And if I like really plan it out, I can do it. And then like, you know, 
one thing takes a little longer and all of a sudden that's all out the window. And then I start getting stressed about it. And it's like <laughs> magnified by a hundred with Vegas because we just don't make it to Vegas very often. Uh, but I, I feel like for this trip, I was, I was thinking like, okay, well, uh, you know, I'm not going to have that much time, lead up time to think about this trip. And maybe that's a good thing. Like maybe the fact that I'm just going to go, maybe I just need to get excited about just like going and hanging out, playing yeah, some you- craps. If we make go. it to Tony's Baltimore Grill, great. If we make it to whatever else, great. But just, you know, go and and live in the moment, Kyle. Not worry so much about, like, the checklist of shit that I want to get done. <laughs> I couldn't get through an episode without swearing. I'm sorry. I'm just... Tried. I mean, I certainly don't care. I just... I don't know. It's just there's nothing really that I'm ever like, I have to do that. Or, like, maybe there's, like, something sometime, but... It's never a huge thing. So, like, when you say that you have, like, this infinite list, especially when you go to Vegas, like, I don't think I've ever had anything on my list when I go to Vegas other oh than, like, God. just, like, do Vegas. Wow. When I go to Vegas, it's, like, I have – I'm, like, every night I'm sitting up reading reviews of places, like, ooh, this would be really cool to go to about places like, that I'm, like, what? never going to make it like to. Like, restaurants or, like – like what do you mean? Like the Neon Museum and like various... <laughs> why would you do that when you're in Vegas? What do you mean? It's cool. Vegas is cool because it's Vegas. Like wandering around downtown, which we never make it to. We went a few times ago, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, when I'm in Vegas, I just I don't know. It's Vegas, man. That's interesting. We're like so... the whole point of Vegas is not to have plans. It's just to like wander around with a drink in your hand on the streets and going and gambling. And I don't know. I mean, I planned that one dinner last time we were in Vegas. Yeah, that turned out good. Yeah, that was good. That was really good. I mean, so that was some planning I did, I guess. But Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's it's funny because like me and my brother, if we end up going like he's gone the last couple of times i've gone and like we will have long email chains about what are we going to do when what's the best way to get in all the stuff we want to do we'll like send back and forth sample itineraries that are like numbered lists that look like our podcast agenda but are just like well if we get in and we go straight to this restaurant we can eat there and then like go get a cocktail here go gamble a little bit here and, you know, you end up not ever doing all those things, but it's funny to sort of think about how different we are in these hypotheticals. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I, I, I understand. I mean, I think my wife is, is a little bit more like you. And like when we plan vacations together, especially when it's just the two of us, she puts together pretty detailed itineraries and it bothers me. And so we have animated discussions sometimes about it. But so the funny thing is one of the things that I hate the most in life is having things scheduled for me. So like I'm, I'm fine sort of building an itinerary. So you're, you're fine scheduling it for yourself. Well, I don't even stick to my own schedule. <laughs> so it's not even really a schedule. It's just like, here's some stuff that we could do. So when I build an itinerary, I have like 50 sample itineraries that like, well, if we end up doing this, then we could also like, we'll be in this area and can do this and this. But like if Something happens where my wife is like, oh, hey, I scheduled this thing. My immediate reaction, even if it's something that I know I'm going to like, is like, ah, I have time now scheduled for me. I didn't (laughs) want to have that scheduled for me. So I feel like, like, 
you that's like you're like i don't know how i reconcile <laughs> that feeling with my like need to schedule and i feel like that conflict is what makes me stressed when i go on vacation yeah i don't know just let it go man I mean, I don't really, it doesn't bother me that much. I mean, if you put something on my itinerary for this upcoming Atlantic City trip, I'll be like, yeah, right, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, like, I, I'll see, you know, I've got a vacation coming up that I haven't, that we haven't done a ton of, like, scheduling out of. It's just going to be kind of like, here's some stuff that we want to do. So, mm. like, wake up, this seems good today, let's go do it. And that's more probably how I should do Atlantic City. And... Because I like you end up with this list of stuff like AC Fan Expo, rest in peace. That I was like, I have to do this, and then I didn't do it, and I felt like I like it affected my trip, even though I still had a really fun trip. Like I shouldn't think about that. I think I shouldn't think about what I'm missing out on. So that's my my goal is not to not be thinking about like, well, I had this on my list and I'm not doing it, so I messed up. Mm-hmm. So I need to find the balance between like having nothing on my list and having like a reasonable amount of things on my list and having no must do's. I think that's an important thing. Well, no musts. What? Uh, I mean, we've got a trip coming up in like what? Two weeks or something. Yeah. Three weeks. Three weeks. Three um, weeks. Yeah. So, you know, that being said, we must go to Olan for happy hour. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. So yeah, we'll see how successful I am and I can report back probably having forgotten all of this and just going about my standard routine. Yes. List making Yeah, of list making. So, so your brother's definitely not coming. No, 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 definitely not. Mm. He's, okay. I mean, unless he has some incredible change of heart, I just can't see that happening. No. Well, uh, he's going to be up there the next week, right? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, <laughs> I'm actually going down to Atlantic city, coming home for a day and then driving down to ocean city, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes perfect sense in my head. Mm-hmm. I don't see that as an issue at all. No. Cool. All, all right. right. Anything else? No. Are you just going to close this thing out? Let's do it. All right. If you want to join us and many of the other listeners of the podcast, and perhaps even some people who don't listen, shame on them, you can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Yes, 900 members in the Facebook group. Yeah, it's a lot. You can... Uh, Follow our content at doforwin.com. Uh, find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, or YouTube. Uh, reach out to us on Twitter at doforwin or send emails to us at doforwin at gmail.com. Any last words, Greg? Yeah, just if you enjoy the show, go write a review of, um, of the show on iTunes. It is definitely helpful for us. Uh, moves us up in the rankings or whatever. And, Do you know that for a fact? Uh, no. Or is it just hearsay? That's what everybody else says when they finish their podcast. And I trust the masses, Kyle. I trust yeah. everyone else. So, um, I mean, whether or not it moves up, moves us up in the rankings, it does stroke my ego, which is just as important. So write a review. Um, I mean, I guess a one-star review wouldn't, but it would be funny if, if you're just going to blast us on, on there. Um, <laughs> back when I was teaching, I did get a... Uh, review that was said that I was the worst professor at the school. So that was cool. Um, was I felt, it truthful though? Was I the worst? Yeah. Probably not. Probably, probably not. Probably not. In, I was probably, I might have been in like the bottom 10%. Yeah. But, but that's not the worst. I mean, I technically was a lecturer, not a professor. So the student is an idiot. 
<laughs> you should have replied with that. Yeah. And like, kiss my ass. No, all those things are anonymous. I would have never had any idea. All right. So thank you guys very much for listening. And, and we'll, we'll come out with uh, a new one in a couple weeks where we'll talk a bit more about our trip. I like how the names of our podcasts have gone undergone two separate changes. Yeah, so the first change was that episode nine. Yeah, that was this an SEO thing, and mm-hmm. then I was like, "This is ridiculous," and I cut it down. I was like, "After twenty five, everybody knows us. After twenty five, like we're world famous." So I just shortened it. We are famous, aren't we? We are. <laughs>